So the small picture, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so go over it, and then there's that little arrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh. I got it. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So so 17 guests that we've that gone through this. So you're that guy that like in the team meeting, like you don't listen to the head coach at all. You're talking to me at all until he's directly talking, talking to you. To That's right. <laughs> Do your job. Today's guest on the Darren Woodson show is Darren, Darren Woodson. Woodson. Thank you for joining us, Darren. <laughs> hey, why is the arrow pointing towards you, Tyler? Is your turn to go or what? Yeah, it is. No. Hey, turn we're around. on. We're pressing record hey, right hey, now. How hey, about you up, focus? Hey, turn around. Turn around. Oh, oh yeah, right here. Yeah. Hey, we've pressed record. How about you focus? Oh, get going then. If, you, if you can't tell, Darren is on FaceTime today. Yes. And we're going to tell you why, but here in just a second. Yep. Why am I so dark on here? Uh, Dude. Because we had this conversation the other day <laughs> because, because you were pure. Do we need to explain why you look so dark? <laughs> so there's this thing called skin color. All right, go. <laughs> you know what? This is actually a nightmare scenario because yeah. we've talked about in the past. Darren's podcast awareness is horrible. And yeah. nobody can ever hear him. Uh-huh. And now that he's on Zoom or FaceTime, you're definitely not going to be able yeah, to hear him. Yeah, like we can't <laughs> slap him in the back of the head like talking to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, if you're wondering why Darren is on FaceTime, we'll tell you here in a second. But we've got an announcement to make. Yes. We've got an announcement. Y'all remember the hometown contest we've been doing? Oh, yep. come on. Don't yep. start that. Here we Unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, we have a winner. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And we're going to announce that in just a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On one, right? You ever seen two spoiler alerts? Not spoiler uh, alerts, but two hooks teasers, like that? Teasers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Teasers. Yeah. Hey, y'all have that buddy that like shows up. No matter what time you tell him, he's going to show up 10 minutes late. Yes. Y'all have that buddy? I do. Yeah, we got I that do. buddy. Yeah. Well, we know that guy. Who, who's that guy? Right yeah. yeah, Tyler. This guy. Terrible. So we want to do some reviews. Before we get rolling here, uh, if you don't know, you can review the show on the yeah, app. Yeah. You can give us five stars. You can leave us a review. And we really appreciate when you guys leave us. And reviews, by review, so. too, it doesn't just say, hey, it's great or I don't like it. It could be just feedback on an episode and you know yep. what you think or what you want to see in the future. Yeah. So, again, we appreciate you guys. So we always want to call this out. Number one is Julie Stevens. Julie Stevens said, love your podcast. Can't wait to hear a new episode each week. I'm in the midst, like everyone in the world, evaluating where I am and what I want the next 50 years to be. The motivation I find within those you talk to is unmatched. That's awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. Next one is from Tiff Bo, B-E-A-U. Am I saying that right? Yeah, she's from uh, Louisiana for sure. Yeah. Do you know Tiff Bo, either one of y'all? I don't. No. Okay. So her subject line is great show. She said, love the perspectives, love the humor, and love the stories on the show. (laughs) Darren is one of the greats. (laughs) Thank you. Give me some love, Tiff. There you go, Tiff, folks. He is authentic, real, and truly one of the good guys. Congratulations, Darren. You paid off another another review. And then the last one. You know, a couple weeks ago we said, you know, as a parent, you don't have a favorite child, Mm -hmm. but sometimes things stick out to you and you're like, that's that's nice. This is one of those reviews that I think is going to stick out to you too. So this is from Peyton Mosley. All three reviews, by the way, are from our female audience, which yeah. 
I got to be honest. Great. I didn't know if we had a female audience or not. Right. We. I mean, we well, had we our first female uh, guest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So Peyton Mosley says, inspiration station. That's good. As a 29-year-old female who knows nothing about football, I happened upon the po- – sorry, hold on just one second. Wow. Tyler, fill the, fill the dead space. Gracious. Tyler, fill the dead air. <laughs> so, so Ben's a guy that's always making fun of everybody else for not doing it right. You should see what's going on on his phone right now. Yeah, it's well, is, oh, oh man. It. Okay, here we go. So lost. All right, we're good. Sorry, sorry. Go. Hey, when when your when your boy's drowning, you gotta fill the air with something. No, and man. Usually I'm, not making fun of him. You know, you know, as a parent, your kids drowning a little bit. They just gotta they gotta get scared <laughs> a little go. bit so they don't drown. You again. gotta work through it. <laughs> hey, we'll better figure out how to come up for air. Fight through adversity. I love hey. it. <laughs> okay. Look, I wasn't there. I would have. Yeah. Hey, can you speak up over there? All right. So Peyton Mosley said. The subject is Inspiration Station. As a 29-year-old female who knows nothing about football, I happened upon the podcast and fully expected it to be a one-time listen. But from the first episode, the interview with Rich Froning, I was hooked. Each of your life stories, as well as the guests you've interviewed, are incredible. Your chemistry and humor has me laughing right along with you guys, but what I love most is the authenticity. Thank you for keeping this real and inspiring. P.S. Darren is right. The Rogue Echo Bike is the absolute worst. That is. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement with that one, right? Which, which, which is, is a, a good transition. Good transition. To the hometown uh, contest results. So if you didn't know, if this is your first time listening, uh, we had a hometown contest for downloads. And the entire month, basically what we did is if you're from Abilene, if you're from Chandler, Arizona, which is Darren's representation, and if you're from Clovis, California, which is Tyler's, yeah. then... The number of downloads from each of those hometowns, the host from that town won. Yeah. And so we took the total number of June downloads and the well, loser- and again, again, let's let's talk about the reason why, right? We're we're a couple months into this podcast and we realized that our hometowns were just not representing. And that's our fault. It really is, is uh, because Ben's reputation in Abilene is suspect, so obviously nobody there is going to listen. <laughs> Chandler, Arizona feels feels betrayed by Darren because he's just left them and, <laughs> and has never gone back. Actually, yeah. 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 And all my ex girlfriends in Clovis, California, um, <laughs> <laughs> all one of them. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, we have the results. Here we go. Come on, man. Hey, hey, Darren, are you nervous? I'm literally nervous. Like, are I don't you? know. I'm, I'm literally nervous. Probably more for the Echo Bike yeah. than anything else. Yeah, and but. that's the thing. The losers, there's only one winner. It pays to be a winner. The the two losers have to buy the winner dinner. And yep. we, and like we said before, we ain't going to McDonald's. We're nope. going Albernay's. We're going Nick somewhere Sam's. nice. Yeah. I don't remember that part of the Well, go back and listen well, to episode that, whatever. That must have been when we were talking about flipping the camera that you weren't listening to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zoned out (laughs) so that's one part the second part is the two losers have to do 500 calories each on the rogue echo bike and if you've never been on the rogue echo bike yeah explain explain what a rogue echo bike is for those that don't know maybe don't have yeah so if you ever let me tell you it's called death yeah it they they actually the nickname for is the devil bike or the devil's tricycle is a good name for it so old school like physical therapy you know those big wind bikes? Yeah, like if you're watching games, like NFL games, and players go to the sideline and they're trying to stay warm, right? They have that bike that have the handles that move too, With and the there's fan. a big fan yeah. in the front yeah. of it. Yeah. So 
that's what the Rogue Echo. It's it's basically a newer, upgraded version of the old old school wind bike. Yeah. And there's a metric on the Rogue Echo bike. It, it measures calories, but and I don't know how. I'm assuming it's revolutions per minute, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That that notches a calorie, but it's very hard to get a calorie. It, it's not easy. It takes effort. It's and it's intensity anywhere between what six and seven seconds of pushing hard. Yeah. Once you calorie. get it going. Yeah. Once you yeah. get it going, it's not mm. quite that long, but to get the first calorie, yeah, six or seven yeah. seconds. And then after that, it's probably two to three seconds, but yeah. let's just say 25 calories. If you sprint 25 cal, you're going to yeah. be gassed. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Probably the equivalent of like 110 yard dash. Yeah. Sprint. It's, yeah. yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. So the two losers have to do 500 calories a piece, which why are you smiling? Well, because like, I, I, I actually like the Rogue Echo bike, despite the pain. I actually like it. So even if I lose this contest, like I'm excited it. for it. So it's all good. It helps. Let me tell you this. It helps get you in shape and all that, but no one loves the bike. Uh, I do. No, we have we a, 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 a... I don't wake up every morning going, dude, I can't wait. Darren. Hey, can you speak up a little bit Darren, more or pull we, the computer closer to you? It's, we're having a trouble, hard, hard time hearing you. Are you, are you having a hard time hearing me? There you go. You're going to have to yell a little bit. Do I? Why? There you go. <laughs> so, so one thing, though, that Darren, why, why that you. Why don't I have a mic? Where's my damn mic? We had to do it. Was that my house? We're going to talk about why we're not letting you have a mic a little bit in the show. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. All right. Without further ado, in third place. The city name starts with a C. I'll give you that hint. Uh, yeah, Clovis. <laughs> Clovis is out. In third place, Chandler, Arizona. <laughs> hey, here's here's why I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna say, Darren. Is although you know, obviously, you just show up and are great. You don't even have to work, right? In this, you actually had to put some effort yeah. in to marketing to your hometown. I was very confident yeah. that we would not lose to Chandler, yeah. Arizona. Very confident. I mean, no offense, Chandler. Yeah. If if yeah. you'd have seen yeah, Ben taking those weekly trips to Abilene and handing out flyers, <laughs> as you, <laughs> I wanted to win this thing. This is very important for me to win this thing because Abilene's one of the. I think George Strait said it's the prettiest town he's ever seen. That's that Holy is a God. lie. That That's is, in a song. Yeah, it's that in a song. A Look it up. Look it up. Oh. And right. your winner for your hometown contest. Do first runner up. Do first runner up like a beauty pageant. No, really, yeah, like, no, no. like a beauty, <laughs> beauty pageant here. You say the first runner up. Hey, so Chandler, Arizona, last place by by a mile. No offense, Chandler. And your winner of the June 2020 hometown contest, Abilene, Texas. You're so full of it. <laughs> You're so full. Here, here's the deal. We need a recount because here's here's what it is. He goes Chandler, Abilene, Chandler Texas, number baby. three, Clovis number two, Abilene number one. No numbers, no votes, no. There's nothing no, no, that validates that. We're gonna need no to double check those numbers. I'll, I'll prove it to you guys when we're done. Yeah. I'll show it to yeah. you when we're done. Yeah, yeah. And again, let's let's also remember Abilene is one town, right? There's nothing that surrounds it, like. Chandler, you got Phoenix, you got Scottsdale, you've got all these other towns that are listening, right? Clovis, Fresno. I mean, my, my are you done with the excuses? No, there's no excuse. Abilene's a small town because we're going to get this recount and we're going to figure out exactly what these numbers look like. Exactly. I I'll just exactly say this. I'll just say this. Both you two were talking a lot of trash about. Oh, I'm going to text all my buddies and we're going to get. 
y'all, your towns did not show up. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's beef with your hometown. Don't don't yeah. get mad at Abilene. Hey, don't get mad at Abilene. So anyway, Abilene's the winner. Thank you, Abilene. Thank you so much. I want to thank my parents uh, because they just started listening <laughs> to the show for hey, the first dude. time. Hey, dude. We'll I want to thank God. <laughs> Without him, none of this was possible. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ain't doing a victory lap. We want to do a victory lap. We ain't got to hear that. Let's go. Say, so start playing the music. Let's go. Get them off stage. But but on to the real, why is Darren on FaceTime, Tyler? What's up with that? Well, so although Darren is probably the biggest germaphobe that I know personally, um, we also have to take that stance right now because we cannot be around the man that you're listening to, the man, the myth, the legend. We can't even be around him because... Why would that be? Because, so, sailors yeah. sailors back in the day, you used to, you used to know who... Uh, Spoiler alert, Darren has coronavirus. <laughs> I got COVID. I, got COVID. I, I was, I went, it, it was a Wednesday night for me. I basically had 102 degrees temperature, had uh, the chills, uh, just man, just it felt like the flu. So mm-hmm. went to sleep. But the one thing I, I can tell you about this was my body ached like I had just played a game mm-hmm. at my age now, <laughs> which is not good. Which is not good. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like I played in a four quarters. I got eighty-five plays in of a game because my back was sore, uh, shoulders, neck, the whole nine. It felt that's what it felt like. I slept on it. Next morning, I broke fever, and uh, I got increasingly better every minute. Man, it just got stronger and stronger. And it's—I would say two days it knocked me down, and mm-hmm. then after that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm back to normal, man. It's—it's it's the second wave of of this virus, right? I think a lot of us can say like we didn't know. I didn't know very many people. I knew one or two people in this first wave that got it right. So it was still this kind of abstract, like away mm-hmm. this problem that, that really didn't affect my life. Well, the second wave, I mean, I know dozens of people now yeah. that have gotten it. Uh, but my question to you, Darren is how is your perspective in being on the side that you were last week um, going through this, you know, really feeling the pain now, maybe not two weeks like some people have in the past. Right. These really, really bad ones. Like you kicked it really twenty four hours. You said you were working out the next day. Well, yeah, that's the no, thing. It took me about it took me about three. Uh, I'd say about four days to actually get back into the gym. Okay, okay. And I uh, trust me, I eased into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't like just jumping back into it. Right. Right. But what is your perspective on it now, having gotten it, right? And and you're looking at, at all of these shutdowns and you're looking yeah. at what we're seeing across the country and, you know, economically being challenged because of all this. Um, how do you really approach it now? Are you under the impression like, yes, let's lock down, let's quarantine? Or are you like, let's get it, let's get it over with and well, let's move on? It, well, it's easy for me now because I've built up some antibodies. I'm like, yeah. let's go. Just walking you're, around licking poles. You're basically <laughs> Superman now. everywhere. Go. No. Um, look, I, I have a, a newfound respect because I didn't think it was going to happen to us, honestly. Yeah, you're the I guy mean, that was like wiping down your grocery boxes and, yes. and wearing your – I Man, mean, you were doing everything. And I'm like, you guys know how big of a germaphobe I am before COVID. Mm-hmm. And my wife, you know, quadruple that. It's the same thing. So, and she's, you know, paranoid as well about 
you know, us getting COVID. And, and you just never know the effects. They all, we keep on hearing things about, well, it's just the elderly like get sick. But then every once in a while, like we've had a close friend that's in his 40s who's in great shape who ended up being on a ventilator. I mean, mm. it's just, it, look, it, it doesn't discriminate. Right. And it, it affects people differently. So we took all the precautions. I, I got a four-year-old boy. Uh, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm trying to protect him. I don't, you know, they're saying, well, it doesn't affect young kids as much, but I don't want it to be the as much. I don't yeah, want right. to be that one percenter uh, that has. So we try to take every precaution out there. We quarantine. We try to do everything right. And it happened. And, and here's my feeling of it. I understand how, especially with parents, my mother is 75 years old. The feeling that I had, I don't want my mother to have that feeling. And I understand how it could be traumatic. I know a couple of friends of mine whose father, I got a, fr- a good friend of mine whose father right now, who was the captain of the Arkansas uh, National Championship team, Jim, uh, with Jim Reed, uh, Williams, Jim Williams. You may know Jim Williams, Tyler. Yeah, Lamplan, Lamplan yep. Who's right now on a ventilator. Oh. Right now. He was the captain of the Arkansas team that Jerry played on, Jimmy played yeah. on. Great man. And he's on a ventilator. Uh, and I understand. I just understand that, you know, we have to do whatever it is or whatever it takes within our own responsibility to make sure we do what's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable to when you leave the house, wear a mask. Have yeah. the respect to, yeah. to wear a mask. Not only, to, I'm not saying protect yourself, protect the other ones. If you don't care about yourself, protect someone else. Yeah. yeah. Could be a 19-year-old kid who you give it to who goes home to his grandparents, and then they get it. It's just there's a there's a respect, a newfound respect that I do have for those that are suffering um, through this because it's not just we keep talking about economic, the shutdown. Man, that means damn that. Yeah. It's about our health. Yeah. And, and it's time for us to take this serious. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what it was like because you know it, it's funny because we went through because we I, I was around you. And so we went through a week and a half quarantine, Tiffany and I, right? Because we recorded a podcast episode. We weren't sure timing. We just wanted to be safe, like you're talking about. But there was a there was a mental shift, like Mm -hmm. for for Tiffany and I, even because we felt like we were on the other side, right? Like culturally, like it's it's you almost feel like you have like leprosy or the plague, right? People are like, ew, like how did you, you know what I mean? And it's and the people that are are more careful than anyone else can still get it. Like you said, it doesn't discriminate. If, if you're exposed to it, like you can get it, but talk us through that. Right. And what that was like for you and Tiffany and being able to say, okay, Hey, I was around you. Now I feel sick. Like, what was that mindset? Like whether you felt responsible or, and I'm not saying you are because we felt the same way, right? Like we were around, we had to like, we went to a party Saturday night in our neighborhood. And I mean, we were the youngest people there by 20 years and so mm-hmm. we're like, holy smokes, we're around like people that potentially could be vulnerable. And yeah. now we've got to let everybody know. And then that feeling of like, right. well, that's what I was going to bring up is Darren, you had to, you had to reach out to us. You had to reach out to every single person yeah. you've been in contact with. Tyler had to do the same. Sounds like from the party he was in, yeah. I was, I was on vacation with family, my whole family. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out you had it, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, did I now bring it to, you know, my family and my yeah. parents and things yeah. like that. So I think what you said earlier, and I want to let you answer, I don't mean to hijack the question, but I think what you said earlier is good. 
it's not about you at this moment. Right. Whatever you're feeling on it is, because I'm I'm more on the camp of, hey, if you're young and healthy, get out there, do what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're older, stay home. And and, and yeah. because I think we do, you, you said, <clears throat> damn the economy. And I get that. It, health is more important. But at the same time, you, you can't just completely say damn the economy but yeah i mean you, you, yeah that's true man but, but my, my point is uh, my point in saying all that is whatever your view on it is it's not about you so if you're young right. and healthy wear your mask it's yeah. not that big of a deal yep. I, I see all these people saying you can't make me wear a mask it's not about you yeah just yeah. wear the mask if it helps a little bit then it helps more than nothing yeah and yeah. am yeah. i personally yeah. worried if i get coronavirus no i'm not i, I feel like i'm young and healthy i'm good but I am worried if I pass it to somebody else because there's nothing yeah. I can do. There, I can't control. Well, you know, look, man. I, I think. Well, look. I think that's a little. That's a little. That's a little shallow in the fact that, yeah, it, you know, you may not. It may not affect you, but you then you have two young babies. That's and my point. No, no, no. That's my point. Yeah, my point exactly. is, me personally, if it's just me and I'm and I'm in a vacuum by myself and I have coronavirus, right. I'm not that worried about it. Just yep. based on the research. Now, maybe I should be. Exactly. But my point is, who am I going to pass it to? I've got two young kids. I've got a wife. I've got parents in their 60s. I, I, I interact with people. Who am I going to pass? That's that's the real that's, concern. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel it's like we've just been. Doing so. That's right. I feel like we've just been running in circles, right? Like, first yeah. it was this. Then it was this. Then it was this. Tell you what. Like, even if y'all got to wait three more days to, to validate the information that you're about to spit out, wait. Give us the correct information. Exactly. So the yeah. other thing too, Darren, that was that got very real to me was how this really can spread like wildfire fire, right? Because yeah. p- prior to this, like I hadn't really thought through it. I think like, oh my gosh, if I like if I touch a door handle and then I touch my face, like I'm gonna get it, right? And then it's mm-hmm. like that's how it is. But in reality, when okay, so we were with you on, on a Friday doing a podcast and then you were in the office Monday. But then I think about, okay, every single person that I was then around and then all of the people they were around and then right. each one of those people, all of the people that they were around, right? Like, I mean, I'm thinking like really three, three layers of this. We're talking thousands of people just from thousands. me, Absolutely. just from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, And that's what's really scary yeah. about it is, okay, I get now, like actually looking at it, how quickly this really, really can spread. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, I am, I am more on the, on the bullish side of it. Like I, and, and this is the ignorance in me and, and, and maybe it's like, I don't, I'm not that, that person that is so afraid of it that like, I'm going to change how I live my life, um, to, to an extreme, right? I'm saying, look, I'm careful. I wear a mask in the office. Um, I do all the things that like I'm supposed to do to protect other people. But at the same time, like, I don't lay awake at night fearing this. No. Right? No. And, right. And, and I don't, but at yep. the same time, there was a, there was a whole new level of awareness and respect for what we're going through. Um, and again, right. There's arguments like, well, we're, this is the flu every flu season. We don't shut this down. Mm-hmm. We don't do this. We don't do that. Look, I get it, right? Like, yeah. But what this has shown us, though, I think culturally, we are going to handle things different going forward. Every season, yeah. I hope, I hope, and I pray to God that we don't go through a quarantine shutdown every flu yeah. season. I really yeah. do. 
Um, and I think that there's something about our country bolstering our immunity. I, I'm, I'm on the like, hey, get your immunity strong because that's going to that's gonna beat it really what we're looking at mm-hmm. faster than a vaccine can, right? Like we need to build that up. I, I'm, I'm there, but at the same time, like a whole new respect for, for this yeah. and for people because, again, we don't see the flu really affecting people 65 – you know, 55, 65, yeah. 75 years old, like the, the COVID-19 is. Yeah. How are you you fa- know what, man? One, one of the things I started thinking about was, uh, and I feel good, man, honestly. I, I feel great. Uh, you look good. You I, look good, I, Darren. I, I, yeah, I'm your skin is glowing good. a little bit. Isn't it? Yeah. What you, moisturizer do you use? Fine or, fine or sexy? Which one? I'm going to say sexy today. Sexy. You're going to go with sexy? Yeah. I was going to say Fine. Fine. There, fine. There that boy thick. Like, fine. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all missed it when we when we got on this show. Darren answers with with, with no no draws or shirt on, and, <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna call you back." And Ben's like, "No, no, no, no. You don't have to turn it off. You don't have to turn it off. Just set it down. Just set it down on your desk, and then we'll just wait." <laughs> no, no, slow. No, a little bit slower. A little bit slower. Hey, hey, just Darren, yeah, it just tilt it, hey, tilt it down just a little you have bit. A, if you have a cup of water next to you, maybe uh, spill it on your chest. <laughs> uh, but you know what I did think about, guys, when it, when this is going down, was the fact that that you know we work out all the time um, here at the house, and eat we eat pretty good, man. That's what, those are the couple of things that I started to think about was. Like, there's so many people, man, that don't have access to the, the – there's food deserts in West Dallas and, and, and in South Dallas. I mean, they don't have grocery stores. They don't have the amenities that we have, uh, you know, where I'm at right now. There's so many people that are probably suffering because the health. Just mm-hmm. They don't have access to good health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for me, it was – I'm thinking about things like, man, I'm glad I work out every day. Uh, I appreciate the times that Ben says, get your ass up and go. Like, those are the little things that I, because those are the things that got me, I felt like, helped me get through this. Yeah, absolutely. It's because I've had so many people that have been responsible with me about my health. Yeah. Uh, my wife has been fantastic about what we put in our bodies in the, you know, all the way through. And I make fun of her all the time. Like, God, I see something else that's gluten free. Yeah. Like, you know, but she does all the little things to, to help us, you know, overcome situations like this but yeah that's enough on me man and, and yeah well yeah. That, that 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 final point that we'll make or, or yeah. tyler you go but it's instead of taking instead of having a band-aid approach yeah. of oh how do i react now yeah it's it's being proactive with your health all along yeah. and taking yes. care of your body and and controlling what you can which is what goes in your mouth and controlling what you do with your body, which is being active. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear at this point. If you're young, if you're healthy, if you're in good shape, you don't have any underlying health issues. There's a really good chance your you're going to be okay. Much. Your odds are a lot yeah. higher. Yeah. Now that's uncomfortable. It sucks to to get up at whatever and, and work out before a long day of work. It's hard. Yeah, but better that better suffer the, the phrase suffer now. Yeah, uh, and and be a yeah. champion later. Whatever whatever phrase you want to think so of, true. but yeah. suffer a little bit now. That's good. It's good suffering. And and hopefully in these type of cases, it will pay off because you're in better shape going into it. It's, it's almost like having surgery. Yeah. You, you do prehab before you go have your surgery. 
yeah. that you're stronger yeah. coming out of surgery. That's it's right. kind of the same mentality. Yeah. You know, you're taking right. care of your body all along the way so that when something like this does come up, mm-hmm. at least you're able to handle it a little bit better. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, if, if one thing that we've been shown by this is exactly what you're saying is, you know, as a country – and as a whole, we are out of shape, right? We have such a, a high number of type 2 diabetes. We have such a high number of heart disease, right? Two, two ailments that really have been affected by this, right? And so it's, I think of it like, okay, look, this, this COVID is a car accident, right? Do I want to get in a car accident in a little smart car, little electric smart car, or do I want to get in a car accident in an F-250, Right? right? Do I want to build up the armor around me with my health, with my with my body mass index, being being very, you know, being in a not not great shape. I'm not talking about being a bodybuilder. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. being this right, but being in good shape so that you can withstand that collision, yeah, just like true. we do in football, right? Yeah. And and walk away <clears throat> from it with better odds. Not to say that hey, a 35 year old really really good shape is is immune to it if you're in good shape that's the fix yeah. all be all it's not that's not what i'm saying but at right. least you give yourself better odds and and, yeah. and again being just prepared for the unknown if your body is healthy and you take care of yourself in a way that you can combat these things better and you know be someone like darren who's who's 63 years old and was <laughs> able to bounce back in a couple days right i mean <laughs> But, but if nothing else, we can we can at least learn that you know being proactive before mm-hmm. we have to like really go through something yeah. very terrible. And there's a there's a training methodology actually. It's called hard to kill training, and it's geared towards military that that kind of demographic. But it the the premise is hey make yourself harder to kill yeah by by yeah. being physically prepared and again battle hard yeah battle, battle hard, hard. And, and again yeah. we're just we're just three idiots like we're we're not experts here so uh, definitely defer to the yeah. real experts yeah. these are just our thoughts which stay tuned um, we got some of those yeah yeah we got some experts coming up for sure uh, no real easy way we're glad Darren despite having to do this through FaceTime which isn't ideal we're glad you're feeling better yeah feel good. So no easy transition, but somewhat a little bit related to this, I guess you could say. Um, there's this video that a buddy of mine showed me. Uh, it's been five or six years now. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's Jocko Willink is is the the video. And to, Darren, I know you know that you're reading his book right now. Yeah. If you guys don't know who that is, go look him up. He's a former Navy SEAL commander. Now he goes and works with big Fortune 500 companies, massive companies with their leadership team and just helps them be better leaders. But he's been all over. He's all over Joe Rogan podcast. He's got a great Instagram uh, yeah. account if you want to go follow him there. Just a great dude for inspiration, for motivation, for whatever, you know, that type of, he's that type of guy. Well, he put out this video, I guess it was on his podcast a couple of years back, I saw it. And I thought it would be good today to play that video for you guys because you guys have never seen it. So play that video and then let's just respond to it. Let's react to it. What are your thoughts? You may hear what he has to say and completely disagree. You may hear what he has to say and think, that's awesome. I love that. I've been doing that all along. I just didn't phrase it that way. So here's what we're going to do. This is a little weird, a little unique, but because of copyright laws, we can't actually play the video. It's only three minutes, but we can't play it on the podcast. So we're going to pause right now give you an opportunity to go watch the video or listen to the audio of the video. And then that way, after you get done listening to it, we're going to come back 
and you're going to be able to quote unquote react to it just in real time with us. Mm-hmm. And so go ahead and pause. Again, I know yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Pa- pre- pause pre- your pause. audio. Yeah. Press pause on your audio. Go to YouTube and type in the word good by Jocko Willink. Again, it's the word good by Jocko, Jocko Willink. Willink. J O C K O is Jocko. Willink is W I L L I N K. So go to YouTube, type in that video. It's literally three minutes long. So we'll be right back. Mm. And we're back. Mm. What'd y'all think? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Darren, we'll start with you. What's your initial uh, reaction? I'm sort of torn on that because there's there's a, I mean, he's, he's right. He's right on it, man. And, you know, I looked at it two ways, like as the individual and then as a team leader. Um, as an individual, I think the impact of whatever happened is that happens to you and everything is measured differently, basically, what happens, whatever happens in your life or whatever situation it may be. But uh, I, I thought that what he said was you need to step back and really think about that. You probably basically it's like you have a second chance. Because you're breathing. Mm-hmm. But you have a second chance to sit back and say, okay, well, I can recalibrate. I can reassess things. And then he's taking, ex- like his book, extreme ownership in what he what the situation is. Mm-hmm. He's not putting it on anyone else. He's basically saying, like, this is something that I can control. Or if, even if I can't control it, I can get better into the situation. And I think that, to me, that is, I mean, you're talking, you're talking a different level of mental uh, strength. That is a totally different level. Am I there individually? No. Do I aspire to be there? Absolutely. But I, I can take some of those things and say, man, I can apply that to my life. Yeah. And on the other side, on the team side, family side, as a leader, I mean, how many times do we get in situations that, that people are looking at you to see what your reaction is going to be? All the time. All the time. All the time. Whether it be your family, whether it be employer or employees, whatever it is. And I think, man, that speaks directly to me as far as, okay, whatever the situation may be, they can't see panicking. Mm-hmm. My teammates, my friend, my, they can't see me panic. Once I panic, all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they can't see that panic. So I have to look at it as good. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's the game plan. This is what we're going to do. Take a step back. Let's relax. Yeah, I can go back in, in, in the closet and go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but I got to come back with a different look on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And different personality. And, I, and, and that's, man, that's, that is true mental strength. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's extreme more ownership right there. Yeah. Two two questions come to mind, and then Tyler, I want to hear from you. Number one, Darren, what you said a second ago about leadership. As a follower, quote unquote, or an employee or a teammate, somebody that you're looking up to, when they when something goes wrong or something happens, there's two ways you can react to it. You can say good and handle it, like Jocko was just saying, or you can panic, you can get frustrated, you can get super stressed out. As a follower, who are you going to be? Who are you going to gravitate towards in that moment? What what reaction are you probably going to follow in that moment, or, or or have a better feeling about? 
I guess is a better way to say that. Are you saying so like that mentality and then the antithesis, like the other side of it? Yeah. So if something goes down at work and your manager is freaking out, he's yelling at people, he's stressed, he's crazy. How are you going to react to that versus if he said, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to handle it this way. And we have a plan of action going forward as an employee. That's going to put you in a much better mindset in my opinion. Right. When your leader is reacting that way, the way that he's talking about that video. Yeah, I think, I think that brings up a really good point and I'll, I'll get into my opinion, but we can learn so much from our military in our civilian life because they are at the extreme of how they have to handle situations because it's life or death. Right. And let's look at that. Let's look at how, if there is a problem presented, okay, good. Like that route that we'd planned on going in originally now is blocked because enemy forces are there. Okay, good. Now let's take a step back. We didn't rush into, we didn't rush into that and get ambushed. Now we go over here and we do this. Okay, good. Let's, let's be calm and collected because if we make a rash emotional decision, that could be my unit. That could be my life. I mean, that could be everybody. That could be the end, right? So we can learn a lot from that. So my opinion, like Darren, I'm split because, um, I love the, because, so this, this is along the lines of stoicism. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago is control. You can control and let the rest go. If you can't control it and you can't go back and change the past, why are you going to dwell on it? Like he said, if, you know, if, if you freak out and that's not going to change it, if I worry about it, it's not going to change it. So let's control what's next. And there's so many things in my life that's happened that, Thank God that something bad happened in the moment because it turned into something better, right? But the other side of it for me is on the leadership side is where one point that I think he missed is there there does need to be a point of empathy. Mm-hmm. There does need to be, as a leader, there Agreed. does need Agreed. to be that, right? And I'm not saying soft and coddling, but there's a point of empathy where, okay, let's just say your son is working his tail off in his math class right? And it's just harder for him, right? And he just doesn't get it. But if you're, if you are the parent that's always like, Hey dad, I got an F on the test. Good work harder. Okay. Where is that point of empathy? That's going to encourage him to say, okay, son, Hey, listen, I know, I know that that's really hard. Like I know that it is. And I know that it's harder for you maybe than some of your classmates. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to spend some more time with you working on it, but tell you what, son, you are gonna you are gonna be better because you worked harder, and this is gonna carry on to it. There was just the approach that I heard from him. It w- it was very militaristic, and it was there was not a ton of empathy mm-hmm. into it. So that would be the only thing that I would say I would I would change a little bit yeah. because as the the head coaches that I had, like I'll, I'll, two examples, right? Is Gary Kubiak was very stoic, very much like, hey, it's this way, or get your ass out, you're not playing you're not on this team, get out. Right. And there's, there's a level of fear there, but I think you, uh, Darren, you talked about it. Jimmy had, Jimmy had a way of like, okay, the demand is there. Parcells, let me say Parcells yeah. very much had that, but then he also came and he sat next to you and talked to you about life and you're sitting in your locker next to you. Right. There is that point yeah. of empathy. And it's like, there's a, there's a higher level of respect coming from me to someone that has very high demand, has a positive outlook, takes situations that are bad creates learning experiences from them so that you can be better on the other side, but also has an empathetic feeling to say, look, I know that it's hard. I know that it's challenging, but here is why we need to, we need to push forward or here's why we need to be better. And guess what? Like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. 
No, that's a great point. And, and to be fair, that was a three minute clip. He he's put out tons of, of information and, and he is like, he is empathetic. Yeah. He does. And I'm not work. saying he's not, yeah, no, but. no. But if, if you did just take that one segment, that's a great point. Empathy is important in this situation. I think of, I think of levels to it. I think of in certain situations, it is, that's the best approach. Good. Uh, this is cheesy. This is really cheesy, but I don't care. The other morning I'm working out and I'm starting to get tired and I'm starting to feel the fatigue and we all know fatigue makes cowards of us all. It's, it's mm-hmm. to that point. Cause I don't, cause I worry about myself. And so it's that point where I can quit and it's really not going to matter to anybody else. But I literally told myself in my head, good. I, I thought of this video because I knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah. That's as cheesy as that sounds. I told myself good in my head and it, and it really did shift my perspective yeah. in that moment of it's good that I'm tired right yeah. now. My muscles are breaking down. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better after this. Yeah. And as cheesy, again, I keep saying it, as cheesy as that may sound, it, it placebo is a powerful thing. There, yeah, are, ton, there are tons yeah. of so studies true, out man. there of people yeah. with allergy problems or, or health issues. They give them a, a, a placebo, and because mentally they believe that it's going to work, it works. Yeah. Yeah. The mind is so powerful. If yeah, in that moment what? of suffering Go you on. can flip your, your mindset yeah. to say, good, I'm yeah. going to be better after this. Just that, positive thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, positive yeah. Thinking. Look, I, there's so much that I, we, you know, we, I'm, Michael Irvin's deal is going to come up here. I mean, our, his podcast is going to come up. Uh, when Spoiler that? alert. Michael so, Irvin's episode is yeah. going to air here in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Get excited. Share with your friends. But anyway, I, I can remember doing 110. Tyler and I know you, you know, both of you guys know this. I'm on the barbell, barbell. on the barbell doing squats. Huh? <laughs> on the barbell I, doing squats. Hey, for people that don't know what one tens are, the football field from back of the end zone from goalpost to goalpost is 110 yeah. yards. That's, or is 120, that's, that's 120. Yards. 120. So yeah. from goal line to the end of yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a 110 yard sprint. Typically, yeah. Typically, and it's I'll a it's a football conditioning drill since yeah. the, the since Darren played in the 30s. That will test your yes. It, yes. Yes. It's test always the conditioning test when you come back from off season. It's not always, always. always not always, but it, that's well, the well, that's the classic. Traditionally, okay, that's yeah. what they test you on. Michael Irvin, uh, I, I can remember him during. We were like on number seventeen, eighteen. This is my my rookie year in the league, and he's talking about the coward that's in it. And I, I use this in some of my speeches now because our mind wants to cower it wants to just quit it wants to do whatever it is that eases the pain mm-hmm. whatever it is it's survival it's that, that, that's it. what we're that's how we were designed exactly that's how we're designed it's just you have to overcome the mind and i think that's the one thing i love about reading you know jocko and listening to him it's because it's inspiring because he's taking control of the mind he's not like allowing the mind to control him and what he's doing, he's controlling the mind. And that is power, man. Mm-hmm. When you can get to that point to control yourself and to say, hey, look, I can overcome and speak it into existence. Yeah. Continue to speak it. If you're just sitting on it going, oh, yeah, oh, here it goes. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm ho-hum about it. But when you truly start to speak it into existence, that's power. Mm-hmm. That's power. Even if it's just a cadence mm-hmm. that you say when you're working out. Like, I can do this. This ain't, this ain't shit. I always say it to myself all the time. This ain't shit. And I'll talk about Ben 
Ben, who gave me the workout, I'm cussing Ben out during the workout. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing. I'm, I'm killing his workout, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's just the mindset that you got to get to through any process that could be. It could be work. It could be home. You know, you talk yourself through it, man, and that's power. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a book uh, called Healing Back Pain, and it's uh, Doctor Doctor John Sarno, and this book is a New York Times bestseller. Um, it was it was referred to me uh, and and my wife Tiff- Tiffany's always got just like back issues. There's always something you know that that she's feeling, uh, but uh, a good friend of ours that, that's in our Bible study group um, in college, he had a season ending back injury. Uh, and it was it was a it was like a ruptured disc, and they were going to have to go in and do back surgery. I mean, to the point where he couldn't walk; his back was so bad. Yeah. And so he's okay. I'm contemplating: do I go in and have back surgery? If I have back surgery, I mean, I'm a you know I'm a walk on uh, walk on wide receiver, special teams guy. Like my career is over. over. My my career yeah. is over. Right. So he gets referred this book, Healing Back Pain, and I'm not saying that that like this is this is the gospel and this is the truth but he applied the whole the whole premise is the mind body connection right and how your mind can actually physiologically change your body based on how you control it and and what you tell yourself to your point right the placebo but then also controlling your mind right not letting your mind control you he literally went from not being able to walk to 9 months later setting a PR in back squats because and he has not had back pain since. Uh, I take that back. What did you say his name was? Pat Lamonica. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of a different guy. Yeah. And so he. So Pat, shout out to you, man, stud. Um, but he actually was uh, Sean McVeigh's roommate all through college hmm. at uh, Miami hmm. of Ohio. Um, but uh, but anyways, I mean, anytime that he has like back pains and he can't get rid of it, he'll go back, refresh himself on this book, retrain himself to say, okay, hold my mind is stronger than my back. And literally something that was going to require surgery, he was able to overcome and have a very successful college career as a wide receiver at, at a division one college. And again, the mind over matter, right? That internal dialogue, what you're telling yourself and not letting your mind control you is, is so important. Yeah. And what I was saying earlier about levels, it, it's kind of like the conversation we had on the last episode, Darren, where you talked about your brother, you know, there there's, there's times where it's a lot easier to say good because it, you know, it can really work. But what about those moments where we're truly talking life and death and you've just got a diagnosis that, you know, you, you've got three weeks to live. How in the world can you say good in that moment? Yeah. And I don't have the answer. I'm, I'm yeah. curious what you guys think, yeah. but this this type of mentality works to a certain point. I'm curious what he would say, and hopefully we'll have him on one day. That's my dream that we'll have Jocko on the pocket. And we can ask him, but I'm wondering what how he responds to that particular question of, "Hey, this is all great, but what happens when I've got three weeks left to live?" Yeah, but you know what? Listen, I'll tell you what. Who knows that situation better than Jocko? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Military. You know who? I mean, seriously, he, uh, he's. He oversaw a ton of Navy SEALs, and he's been a leader in that, uh, you know, in war. Well, so he's, let's he's turn on you, Darren. That. Let's turn on you, if you don't mind, yeah. for a second. The story you told last episode, last roundtable episode about your brother, wh- how does that video play into that situation for you? Man, that's, you know, still hard because, the, you know, it's like Tyler said, still the empathy there, still the, you know, because you're, you know, your mind is, of course, taking you to all those places. 
taking you to his kids. It's taking you. It's just going to those soft spots that, that just emotionally making you charge. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it gets to a point when my brother ended up telling me that, hey, man, it's all good. <laughs> Actually said that. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I'll be all right. You just take care of my daughters. It was like the weight of the world sort of dropped, dropped off of me. Because he said, you know, my brother said, first of all, I've made my way. I'm good. Mm. In, in the fact that I'm good with God and I know where I'm going, uh, that was a huge weight because we are a faithful Christian family. Yep. Um, and my mother heard that, and that was awesome. Uh, but that, to me, his reassurances were what made me strong, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had to hear it from him. Yeah. I could lay the path, but I needed to hear it from him that, that yeah. he was good. So that, but that from- to me... Yeah, and from I, your perspective, though, what was, what were you think? Like, do you think you could have in that moment said, "Good, we're, we're going to handle it this way"? I don't, you know, not really, man. I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm taking myself back to that that time, and you know, I don't know if I said until I heard him say "good." I, I don't, I, mean, I didn't say it like there was no other. To me, it was, you know. I don't know, maybe I failed, you know, everyone in that situation in the fact, because I was weak, man. I mean, it took me a while to get there, bro. I mm-hmm. ain't making no, no excuses, and I was tough. I was weak. Hold me up. I, I mean, my wife had to hold me yeah. through, the, through those situations. It wasn't like I was. It was the weakest time I've probably ever been in in my life. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, for me to, to lay the path out of, you know, step one, step two, and all that, I just had to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it went back to him, man. For him to say, "Hey, man, I'm good. I lived a good life. We enjoyed. It. We laughed and we joked and all that." For me to get past that point, and say, "All right, everything." Yeah, I think it's harder to be a, and I don't want to say I don't want to classify Darren as a spectator, but it's it's harder to be the person that is around that person, like in this life or death situation, because I can't imagine Jocko losing one of his uh, a member on his unit and being like. Good guys, good. Yeah. We learned from that. Right. Yeah. Don't don't do that. I can't imagine him no. in taking that perspective. And I look and I look at, at my wife and I look at her family, and um and this may not be my place to tell, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, <laughs> as she lost her sister, her sister was 11 years old. My wife did. She lost her to Wilms tumor cancer, and it's a cancer that typically is uh, very beatable um, in like pediatric. Uh, oncology yeah. cases, uh, but she battled with it for over six years as an 11 year. So, so, so she got it when at she 11? was, f- at, no, no, she passed when she was 11. Oh, okay. She got it when she was five. So my, my wife's entire life upbringing was really from a very early age was living with other people because they were going through treatment at Stanford and in the hospital and you know she'd go through remission and life would be great and then she'd go back but it would I can't I cannot imagine Tiffany's parents saying good Mm -hmm. you know now um, we we get a, a different perspective of life good I'm glad you know that's there's no way that that ever but but Shauna Tiff's sister she was the type that would say good I'm going to make the impact that I can and people now are going to listen to me. And she did. 
at right? five years old, at, six years between old, between five and that? eleven. Wow! I'm not kidding you guys. I am absolutely not kidding you. This is the absolute honest to God truth. Tiffany still gets messages from people that knew Shauna thirty years, twenty twenty six years ago, something like that. That were like, okay, she's still. I still think of the impact that she made at such an early uh-huh. age, getting in front of people. And she was she was the little girl that at eleven years old is on her deathbed and says, "I'm I'm ready to go be with Jesus." Like right. I did, I did what I was supposed to do. So my point is, is I think if you are that person that is in the situation, in that life or death situation, I, I pray that like you have enough faith or hope or something, right? That like, okay, good. Like I made an impact. I got to do what I got to do. But you know what? Completely different story yeah, when you're on the yeah. other side, right? And yeah, watching someone go this, through that. I want to say this to you though, Tyler, because I, 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 I know. You know, I've gotten to know Tiffany well, got to know you guys, the family and all that. But let me say this to you. Tiffany comes from, I, I've told you this, she's cut from a different cloth, brother. Yeah. Totally different cloth. She's so much better than you. Way <laughs> better. Anyway. Way better. <laughs> if you don't believe in God, Tyler's proof. <laughs> so, but let me say this about that. Because, and not to be religious and, and, and all that, but Tiffany had to go through that in her life those six years right yeah is there any better any person that signifies a servant mentality more than your wife no no she went through that man she she had to go she god put her in this position to to go through that process and to be a complete servant that woman has rolled by your ass by your side for years slept in cars done all these things she cut her teeth through that process that's Mm. her life no doubt. That's her story. No that doubt. That is her story, man. Yep. And I think that's that's the good. Right. Yeah. That's the good. That's God's way of saying good. Good job. Yeah. Job well done. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and now she's gonna be able to serve so many others. And has. Uh, hell, I she's mean, been an, she's been an inspiration to to myself, my wife, just through her servant mentality. We've seen it. Yeah. Because she went through that, which has made me a better person. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's the good, bro. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You may not immediately say good in the moment. You know, for most things, hopefully, you get to that point where yeah. you can say good. It's an opportunity yeah. to learn. But those heavier situations, maybe you don't immediately say good, but later on in life, years later, you might look yeah. back. Hopefully, you look back and think about the things that the good things that did come out of it. What you did learn. Right. A way, way lighter note, I've, I've referenced before my last year playing college football, I tore my ACL, my eighth game of my senior year. And in the moment, I promise you, I was not thinking good. In fact, I was thinking the exact opposite of good. Everything that I had worked to that point towards and for, I, I had just imagined was gone. And right. in that moment, I thought, this is, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. But after rehabbing, I worked harder than I've ever worked in my life. After rehabbing, I was a much better football player and a much better athlete after the rehab because I worked so hard after that that uh, that what happened to me after that knee injury. Now it didn't ultimately equal what I wanted it to equal, but the mentality that I gained from that experience and the physical ability I had after that experience was way better than what I would have been 
had I not gotten injured at all. Yeah. That was the right. first time you proved to yourself that you were not going to quit. Exactly. Right? Right. I mean, that when you were really faced with a challenge, like right. obviously you finished your, your football career there, but like for the very first time, like you said, hey, things got really hard mm-hmm. and I rose above it. Right. Yeah. And it was an opportunity for me to learn a lot about myself. And again, I'm not talking life and death. It's really not that big of a, of a deal, but it did teach me so much about myself in that moment of I have an opportunity to work on things I wouldn't have worked on otherwise mm-hmm. mentally and physically. And yeah. it just ended up right. being a much better situation afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't amaze you, man, to hear like, you know, before I met you, Ben or, or Tyler, like, you know, I always felt like I was the only one with a story for, for a long time. Like for yeah. my, right. my entire, and it wasn't until I got into college and I started hearing other people's stories and I was like, Holy cow. And you're alive. You know, I, I'd hear other people's story and it was just, it inspired me to the fact that where man, my story is not that big of a damn deal. Right. Like my my circumstances weren't even close to being the same as the guy who was from East St. Louis, who was who didn't have food, who comes from foster homes and blah 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 blah. I mean that it's inspiring, man, to to to, to hear those other stories mm-hmm. and to know where other people come from and the things that they've been through. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. But it makes us all that much better, man. Right. The experiences make us all that much better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't, don't, don't hear this. I'm sure Jocko would say this too. You can't hear this and think that you're every single time. You're never going to fail. You're never going to struggle with this. It is going to be a struggle more than likely. You're probably not going to react good immediately every single time. But I think if you can get to that point more times than not, it's going to set you up for a better experience through that right. through that process. So, anyway, thought that was a good video. Just want to yeah, share with you guys. Awesome. Thanks for bringing that up. That, yeah. that really is it's a powerful message to hear. Yeah. Um. And in hopefully, uh, as a society, you know, even let's look at this COVID deal, and I'll wrap it up with this. Like, good. We got to pause. We got to we got to have a perspective as a culture of not being selfish, of thinking about other people and every action that we make affects somebody else. Mm-hmm. Good. Now right. let's, let's band together and let's beat this thing. Yep. So Darren, any final words? Over we're slanging COVID over here at the house. And you guys yeah. want some, man. We can, I, we're slanging it. Hey, we're, we're glad hey, you're feeling better, hey, man. Good. Darren gets to watch <laughs> 37 hours of Netflix this last week. <laughs> no shirt on, just eating fried chicken on the couch. <laughs> well, I gotta, be, well, I gotta be fried chicken. Hey, that was a dodgeball <laughs> reference to, to Ben Stiller when he put on all that weight. <laughs> Y'all trying to make try, trying to make this racist. Fried chicken was good. Appreciate it, guys. All right, bro. Thanks.